Welcome back to the Fourth Floor Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. My name is Calvin. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we discuss the recent demise and possible resurrection of the Arecibo Telescope located in Puerto Rico. We also list off some of the major scientific accomplishments in its 57 years of operation. And not to mention all of its multiple appearances in films and other pop culture references that make it a staple of public astronomy discussions to this day. We hope you enjoy! Yeah, everything should be... All good. There we go. Great. Well, uh, welcome back to the fourth floor. Um, this episode, we're going to talk about the Arecibo telescope's demise, like that whole that whole saga. Uh, but first, we got to talk over. We're going to talk about a survey we did for. Uh, oh yeah. Dark matter. Um, dark last, well, I don't remember now. It was the. It was, it was the episode um, things that irk us, and we didn't like the names dark energy and we didn't like dark matter either in terms of naming name alleged. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I put out a poll for people to make their own names. Yeah. Um, what do we want to do first? Dark energy. Yeah, we can do dark. There's energy. A, a handful of people answered. Um, and it looks like the most popular replacements for the name dark energy is space steroids. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's pronounced space steroids. It is getting pretty swole. Um, uh, it, I mean, it's not getting smaller. <laughs> That's true. It's not getting smaller. <laughs> it is only getting swole. Um, also, only uh, getting gains. The next most popular one was simply the force, which, to be honest, it does permeate everywhere. Not bad. Yeah. And us. I mean, you'd have to be us. able to, you know, move it around. It doesn't bind us, work, though. It, yeah. It doesn't. Oh, man. There's one um, humble. Somebody wanted to just leave it as dark energy. Uh, there was lambda energy, and then there's also mm, dank okay. energy. Dank energy. Sadly, no one voted for Einstein energy, which is too bad. But lambda <laughs> energy would have. Lambda energy is still. I was going to say, yeah, lambda energy is so right. So lambda energy, it is. Um, we can go on to the dark matter one. It, yeah, it is uh, the dark matter one voted for this one so they wanted to call it uh gravity goop which i think one of us <laughs> said in the previous episode um gravity so goop. gravity goop i still like it's very it's a fluid it kind of just it is, I mean, it is. the I, dark slosh yeah, oh yeah that's right cool. another one was the dark slosh the dark um, slosh oh this one i actually really like the missing heavy oh <laughs> <laughs> very thick band name, yeah, that's though. fair that's fair the missing heavy yeah, uh, <laughs> it sounds um, like it doesn't con- contribute to eighty percent. I mean, it's not really missing though. That's <laughs> it's kind of everywhere, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. It is like missing. not being able to find the clothes you're wearing, right? It's missing. Yeah, no, like, yeah there's an elephant in the room, but no one can see it. Yeah. That's that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's missing from our ability to like define it. <laughs> or, or Magnum the... Noir was another one. Oh, that's yeah. Magnum. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Magnum noir. Oh, noir. Black sorry. life um, matter. Because <laughs> it's like black oh, lives matter. Like life matter. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then um, somebody put in I matter, but I um, matter. nobody voted for it. Positive feedback. I um, matter. It's, I it's matter. a new thing. Well, it's I probably mean, proprietary if you name it that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, Apple's going to take all of it. Come with yeah. the headphones. 
Apple's, Apple's you know, your take- universe comes with iMatter, but you got to pay the extra bit for the connection so you can actually measure it. Yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. as a proprietary Wait a plug second. <laughs> yeah, you got to plug it in with a special yeah. plug. Yeah. All yeah. right. This was a lot of fun. Um, I I will definitely want to do these kinds of polls again. If we oh, when we get the t-shirts, I think we we oh, put yeah. like dark energy equals the top one, and then like yeah. dark matter equals the top one. Right. Gravity uh, okay. goop and. Sp- uh, well, space steroids and the force was the most popular. But again, very few people actually did the dark energy one. There's like six or something votes. Yeah, two, seven votes. And the premise of the whole thing is they both have the the prefix or the the word dark before it. Which yeah, you can you can listen to our episode where we kind of just got annoyed by it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very annoying. <laughs> the amount of times. Oh, oh yeah. Too many, too many darks. Um, well, that's cool. That's super fun. Nice. Yep. Nice. So All right, cool. We can let's move uh, let's move on to Arecibo. So on December first in twenty twenty, everyone got to see the cool. Well, it wasn't a cool video. It's really unfortunate that Arecibo's um, nine hundred ton nine hundred ton instrument platform above the three hundred five meter dish actually just fell into the dish's basin. And a month prior, actually, Bob McDonald wrote an wrote a uh, article that they were going to take it down to do repairs anyway, and that it, that it was unsafe. But uh, uh, being that um, it, it's it's a funding thing, and it be, then it became unsafe to kind of work on. So then uh, then they decided that uh, they were just going to leave it for a second. Obviously, almost exactly a month later. Uh, it actually came down one of the, the the cables, one of the cables, because there are three cables on each of the three towers that was holding up the instrument platform it actually snapped off. And then uh, subsequently, the others obviously couldn't carry the, the tension or the load. So uh, they gave two. And so there's actually some drone video you can watch of it. Yeah, where, you can actually see the cable snap. Oh, yeah. And it like starts to fray out and then like fibers of the cable start to snap. And you can just tell it's just going to go. Wow. One of the cables actually just got like ripped out of what appears to be like the concrete like piece like uh i can't remember what the word's for it's like a little thing to prevent the whole the whole cable from just falling through and off the tower you just see it like fray and then like tear through it um which is a thing and so it's argued actually over this whole thing that like the it's more or less about an issue about funding this is classical thing we go back to where it's just it never gets enough funding. But uh, yeah, engineers washing over the dish actually knew beforehand that it was on the verge of happening. We saw in 2018 where the uh, hurricane, Hurricane Maria, am I, am I saying that right? Yeah, it was Hurricane Maria and um, actually did some damages, but uh, they were able to tidy up those. But they, they kind of knew that... Um, you know, it's been old. It doesn't, it doesn't get serviced enough. I think one of the last times it got serviced was in 1995, but the oh, okay. positive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They actually so, yeah, had like these high tension cables were just sitting there for over a decade. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the thing was this, this thing was built. It, it's, they started building in 1960 and then built it and finished building it in six or started building it in 60. No, they finished building it in 63. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like it didn't get serviced enough, and that's just a classical funding thing. So some people argue, you know, it's mm-hmm. beaten up and stuff, but uh, 
in actuality, I mean, they would have kept up repairs had it not cost so much. So, but um, thankfully, cleaning up the thing costs some money, sure. Like keeping it going costs money. But in this specific case, uh, keeping keeping it around was actually cheaper than getting rid of the whole telescope and uh, building a new one. So building a new one's way more expensive than fixing what they currently have and trying to get rid of one of these, this gigantic dish, this 305 meter thing uh, in a sinkhole is more mm-hmm. expensive than actually just fixing the thing. So that's kind of, that's kind of nice. But uh, yeah, Juan de Vasquez, the governor of Puerto Rico had actually allocated 8 million to rebuild it. So that's kind of cool. They were like 50, 50, like they're going to bail on it and not do anything. Right. Just that the, uh, yeah. So the National Science Foundation had a, they haven't said what they're going to do with it yet, like in terms of science goals, but um, they are actually going to keep the thing. So that's kind of cool. That's good to hear Um, because it really felt like the end of, I don't know, an era. Like like it was less like, oh, you know, we're really moving on, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you have to remember, it was also just given huge amounts of public funding from um, a few groups. Yeah. So the interest in it had suddenly, in, like, it had gone up. And so there's this push for, hey, you know, we wanted to, and I, I believe that's probably a reason why, Um. Vasquez decided to put the funding in is that he knew that it was a source of of that kind of not really revenue but you know it is a not like a cultural icon but it is you know it is a very famous place in Puerto Mm -hmm. Rico and um, as we'll talk about in a bit did get a lot of uh, film recognition right (laughs) so it it does make sense to kind of rebuild it especially when it did have quite a bit of funding, public funding go into it um, or private funding go into it. So. Yeah. I do like how all the articles on it going down, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not the, the telescope that made like really cool discoveries or like even the novelty that is gigantic and was once larger than fast. Um, it was, it's just like, this is the telescope that was in GoldenEye. The telescope in GoldenEye, in case you didn't know. Uh, so I thought that was funny. This is like, we don't talk about uh, the telescope. We don't like want to address it as the telescope that did cool stuff that like has never been done before. We want to talk about how it's the golden eye telescope. And yeah, the, I think that is how people discloses. describe it. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, just it's funny like because nobody talks about the um, one in Peru, the base camp being where the James Bond villain lair. That's true. Or, yeah. Or uh, what was that? Casino Royale? Yeah. No. Oh, no, no, sorry. It was the newer guy. Quantum, uh, Quantum, Quantum yeah. Solace? Quantum yeah. Solace, yeah. Yeah, where they, just, the, they blew the, that up. The, uh, James Bond villains just love astronomy, I guess. <laughs> they do. They're just... <laughs> well, it's because we, we build such nice futuristic things, right? So, of it's course, true. it's yeah. got to be run by a, a supervillain. Oh, yeah. Right, because that, that newer Bond film one, that, that uh, astronomy building was just like a building like in the... The desert, right? Yeah, I yeah. And I think it so was like where the building in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it was. To do the, yeah. Was it the house of the warlord <laughs> or his like parliament building type thing? Anyway, like every room was set up to be like a cabinet room. 
if I remember correctly, and it was like where they were signing the treaty for water, like all those, all those, oh, yeah. the deals were happening. And then, yeah, he blew it up. To... <laughs> I like that because in these movies, uh, it's uh, the bad guy has like an outrageous amount of funding as one guy, but the entire scientific community can't get enough funding to do stuff. <laughs> just one dude has, has uh, he's like in the 1% for sure. And just has all the money. That's silly. Yeah. It was in contact. So I saw that as my favorite movie and uh, yeah, really cool, really cool thing. It was actually the only movie where it was used for actual astronomy things. Uh, oh. <laughs> like, like an actual legitimate astronomer was using it for what it actually gets used for. Awesome. Um, yeah. Which is great. And then um, there's that movie called species. I sent you guys a trailer. It was like, what is this even like? I remember being too scared to actually watch this, but I, it didn't make any sense. This movie is something about an aliens. Like we send them because we sent a signal, um, which we'll go over. Uh, Frank Drake and Carl Sagan uh, did it again. Well, did it for the first time. They sent right. a, uh, cause they were pals and they hung out and um, sent a signal out into uh, towards M13. And so this film is about how when they did that, uh, because the signal actually contained information about humans and like our building blocks. And you know, right. it's like, basically we're sort of nudging them to 3d print us, which is kind of a little bit, has a little bit of hubris in there. And um, it's just a film about like an alien actually finding this and then making an alien human hybrid and then it comes here and there's just some saucy lady who just goes around and kills people. It's, anyways, it's super weird. Uh, so so what, they, they download alien DNA? Oh, no, they downloaded... Then... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, yes. They downloaded what they sent back. So the alien sent alien DNA. They downloaded the DNA into an alien person hybrid. Yeah. And then A they... Generator decided to <laughs> you wouldn't download an alien you wouldn't download an alien that, now that actually would be that was that planet piracy where you just uh, hop on someone's ship and take it over yeah this is planet piracy that'd be planet piracy that's what that would be <laughs> yeah uh what else we got we got in in Quintros, which is encounters and is super low budget and i'm going to watch it uh, oh, yeah, I we should watch party or something. <laughs> yeah, it's super cheesy. I, I low that. budget uh, science fiction movie. I'm in. It's low budget, and it also has uh, unless like, it's impact, then we're not. Oh in. yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah. we've. That's, that's a, a whole, that's like a mountain to climb. A saga. Yeah, yeah, a long saga. Um, this one's just like uh, <laughs> it's just like a video. It, it's like randomly splits up whatever language they're talking in. They like couldn't find actors that had a consistent language. So they just sort of are in English and then are in Spanish. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense for the viewer. Um, That's fair. You know what? I'll, I'll allow it. That's how uh, earth works anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, it should. It was in X files, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, Probably multiple times. I would, I would assume. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like several episodes. Yeah. Right. Then, you did. Yeah. You watched X-Files a lot. So was there anything to report on or just that they, they kind of just had as a backdrop for a couple scenes? It was this hilarious episode, which made no sense to me. It was basically just Mulder having like, 
what appears to be a psychotic episode, which is most episodes. And <laughs> yeah, like he's just in psychosis and nobody wants to help him. And he just argues with the government and then argues with Scully. And then he's in, uh, he's in, he ends up going and staying in the Arecibo telescopes maintenance a maintenance room that has some arbitrary equipment in it and just starts using like a printer to print off a thing. It's just like a fever dream of like not usual nonsense. It just like he's high on peyote and like in front of a computer printing stuff and he's just reading it and he's like, I don't understand. And he's all sweaty and it's like, man, get this man a doctor. He's not well. Is he trying to like decode an alien signal or send a signal or I think that's the premise, but he's so delusional that it, I don't actually understand. He's like being <laughs> followed, but then also wants to find something and then be found. And I'm like, man, pick a pick a lane. All right. <laughs> yeah. Man, so weird. Great. Yeah. It was great. I mean, it, but it, it is X Files. So yeah, it definitely I, tickled the jimmies of a lot of like uh, conspiracy theory people. It was it was like nice. a yeah. It was so great. I loved it. It was so. Of nice. course, that's going to be the uh, that episode where they all just latch on to it. Oh, yeah. And you can't even make sense of what's going on. And that's why I like was transfixed. I was like, I don't even like I can't predict what's going on. Um, and we just in a whole bunch of like, obviously, a whole bunch of science documentaries. Sure. Yeah. yeah of obviously, of course, it was going to be in a whole bunch of those. But those were the most notable things. I do awesome. want to talk about, though, the hurricane in 2018. Um, it a piece of the needle actually fell into uh fell into the uh the center of it and did some damages but during that time um the the nearby grid actually got shut down like the nearby water grid got shut down for like communities nearby so uh they came by and provided people with like like water and and like um and like medical supplies and food and stuff like the people at Arecibo just all did that Awesome. Yeah, it was just they were so like I was actually blown away by that because I didn't know that like they they would do that, but they couldn't contact anyone that they worked with for weeks, so they didn't know if anyone was alive or dead, and uh, they just ran into people, started doing like cleanup and constructions, just getting machine and all working together, and like the director was out there like shoveling stuff, and it was really cool. It was really cool because they like you said actually they're really they really care about community and stuff in Puerto Rico. So um, everyone just sort of like got together. So I thought that was, it was really cool that the Arecibo telescopes actually make a really, really good positive, like, like they had, they were able to give water and like do some stuff. So it's cool that they had a foundation there during uh, a difficult time because obviously uh, I think there was some complaints that the United States at the time actually wasn't able to, um, provide supplies or aid so the air right. telescope just like you know stood up and actually started helping people and getting out there so i thought that was crazy wow. i didn't actually so know like the, the, the american staff, dream right the, the, the staff at the site or something would yeah like, like a, just a staff yeah they just like got a whole bunch of trucks and like provided them with water and supplies and, awesome yeah it was crazy and um yeah, it was. Uh, they were there for for quite a few weeks, just uh, helping people out. So that, that was cool. And they, yeah, again, they were the only people with a uh, their water grid was actually working at the time. They have their own pumps and stuff, so they weren't connected to the community one when it failed. 
so they actually just went out and helped folks so that that was cool um but yeah prior fast uh um the Arecibo telescope was the biggest in the world fast being the new Arecibo yeah, or yeah a different a differenter radio a telescope i guess <laughs> a more differenter uh it's the, the one in china right yeah yeah it's in china it's the uh the 500 meter aperture spherical telescope yeah um, that's the thing it's a spherical one i was looking at that that's pretty interesting yeah it's cool that they're how their anten- antenna works as well um mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw first light in 2016. I don't actually know they were doing theirs in 2008. I thought it was super recent, but um, you know, time flies. And uh, yeah, they were. It's I didn't even know it was named after Arecibo, like the town. Like I just thought they, Arecibo was like a tribute to something, but yeah, it's made after uh, a guy named William E. Gordon who went to Cornell. He was just studying like a ionosphere backscatter radiation and that's what the telescope was originally designed for it wasn't designed for uh looking up spooky aliens <laughs> um yeah yeah. So go that was cool. yeah go figure wasn't originally there for that um so as for a list of things it accomplished i'm just gonna like rattle off some stuff and you guys can just interrupt me please do yeah absolutely yeah so in 65 so two years after its inception uh because it was doing research for stuff. So, and this isn't even all that it did. This is just some of the things. So it was, um, its first big discovery was finding out that Mercury wasn't actually tidally locked. So at the time they believed that Mercury was just moonlike and just facing, uh, facing, I guess the sun. And, um, but rather it actually has like a orbital resonance that's for every two orbits, it actually rotates three times. So that's what it found out. That was the whole Mercury thing. The, 67 so two years after that um it was the one to actually pierce effectively pierce through venus to find that it was actually rotating in retrograde once every 245 days Mm -hmm. because you can't tell that just by looking at its atmosphere exactly right like it's a huge atmosphere goes by wind oh yeah Yeah, by the wind yeah i actually i thought that was cool i was like oh yeah uh, venus is uh a cloudy guess <laughs> like a really like a, a planet known since ancient times and like we were very familiar with it and then it's like in the 60s here late 60s we're looking like oh it's going backward yeah which yeah, is which very is weird for a planet so weird. <laughs> that yeah that one that's always one of my favorite <laughs> things to talk about is that venus is retrograde and one every yeah one super slow like super slow rotates up. Well, and like how long is Venus's year? It's almost close to that, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a slow retrograde. 225 days. So yeah. this is 245. So Venus so does a full rotation day. around the sun before it actually rotates on its own axis. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so. nuts. And yeah. And retrograde. What a weirdo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next Big year. Impact. Yeah, yeah, true, true, yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> slapped it backwards. Um, and then the next year, uh, it actually took really good measurements of the Crab Nebula Pulsar. So yeah. from what we knew, that was the one. So yeah, so it was the first actually to get the good measurements from it, which which is cool. I didn't actually know that Arecibo did that one, oh, nice. um, which was neat. And then uh, two years later, 
it did the first real radar map of the moon, which is neat. Yeah, and then in '74, it uh, this is the whole thing that it's really uh, known for is it transmitted the first intentional message for extraterrestrials with the the, the picture of uh, you know mankind thing. And right. We're gonna not talk about like the unintentional first message, right? We don't um, talk about. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we could. <laughs> please yeah. disregard please disregard that wrong number that, yeah wrong <laughs> new number who dis <laughs> i sent that that text to the wrong person kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man what a terrible way to be known um right but it sent a, a little picture a little i didn't know it was this tiny I knew it was small, like obviously it had to be small, but the disparity of the message is that it's like, uh, it's a 450 kilowatt message, but it only contains 210 bytes because they knew about, uh, had to be a small enough amount of information, which is large enough oomph to get it out to M13. Yeah. The funny thing is high amplitude to just, cause it's going to dissipate, right? As it spreads. Yeah. One over whatever squared whatever thing you want to measure by squared um and uh it only has 210 bytes but so when they were when they were sending it at um at m m13 it was actually slightly it's not going to actually hit the center of m13 probably thankfully um it's gonna like list lazily to the left and then uh get into somewhere but i mean uh I'm not saying there's nobody there, but it is 12 billion years old. Um, so they sent it out there. Um, the message was designed by Carl Sagan, obviously, and Jill Tarter and Frank Drake of the Drake Equation. But uh, the message was more like a technological pat on the back than an actual serious message. It wasn't really like, like it was an intentional message mm-hmm. for anyone who found it and was uh, you could use, you could do a big think and get it and uh, decode what it was supposed to be for anyone who found it. But it was more like, can we actually even do that? Would it even work? Could we send a 400 right. robot message to a proof place? of concept? Yeah. Proof of concept. Um, exactly. So like, yeah. Well, tell me about the image, like what's on in the picture. It's um, so in the image, the um, what do you call it? I don't even really know. The message itself has a whole bunch of information about it. So there's that purple M thing. That's actually supposed to be the uh, the telescope. Um, the um, that's the telescope. The white lines that you see, those are supposed to be the, like the average dimensions of the uh, the telescope. So the yeah, the white bars above and beside, they also contain. Um, a message about the binary digits for the approximate 210 bytes. Um, so it's supposed to be like some kind of prime numbered thing, mm. um, which is neat. <laughs> and especially at the bottom, the most bottom white portion is also supposed to be uh, related to how you would some kind of counting method. Oh, I mean, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like how much Im- information can you compress into this? And then of course, um, all the other stuff is related to, uh, DNA. So um, we got carbon, hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and phosphorus to make up DNA is in the purple at the top. Oh, okay. The yeah. And yeah. The atomic numbers, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then, of course, numbers one to 10 
are oh, in love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, and of course they're sorted in a in a fancy schmancy way. The formulas for chemical compounds that make up nucleotides for the, for the DNA are in green, um, which is funny. This is basically like begging them to like 3D print one of us. <laughs> it's like we think we're so cool. Do you want to make one? You make one, we can hang out. <laughs> Here are the instructions for one human. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't see any of us, but uh, let's. Um, you can three D print one. You know, play with it for a bit. Um, our body's current average dimensions. I said that already. And the uh, apparently our population is hiding in here somehow. I don't know. I don't see it. Isn't uh, so? Isn't that the tall white line? The tall white one, isn't that the population? Was, or is that the... That's supposed to be like that bar. Or is it and, the big white box beside the person? I think it's the big white box to the right. I think it. the two white bars that are um, above and to the left are supposed to be the related dimensions of our average height and, and mm. parts of stuff or yeah. something like that. There's some, I don't know, the wiki was really weird on it. Um, oh, I noticed the yellow there is very solar clearly system. the solar system. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and it's then got one that's... too many planets, though. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good. <laughs> it's including Pluto in this, which would be yeah interesting. Oh, um, and then, up. of course, it like highlighted where Earth is like, by like pushing Raising it up it. one pixel. Yeah, yeah. the people <laughs> hang. The people are proportionately that large to one unit. Could you imagine, though, that, you know, they look at this and they scan our solar system and they're like, oh, it's not that one. That one only has eight planets. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's only got eight planets and five <laughs> uh, yeah. five door planets. They, they use the same classification system as us because it turns out that's superior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not them. That must be other different dummies who transmit stuff into space. <laughs> oh man, yeah. We also should have mentioned at the beginning of this that we were going to bring this picture up so anyone listening can actually like look at it, which I Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably put uh put it on the website for sure. I guess it could be our uh little icon for what Sure. We'll put it on the website, maybe on like the Facebooks or whatever, whatever way to get it out. Yeah. Um and so like when they sent so they had to send this like with like a beaming a signal i guess in binary information um mm -hmm. but it's like it wasn't like a you know dot png or something right obviously it was <laughs> they, they i guess created their own sort of like sequence of uh uh pulses to yeah it was somehow a, create a two-dimensional picture yeah it was uh it was the binary portion of it was in it was a, just a modulation of a frequency by 10 hertz from uh, 2,380 megahertz. Mm, so that range is what FM. they would modulate it by. Yeah, the, let's hope they listen to FM. <laughs> frequency modulated. No, yeah. everybody on those planets all have podcasts now. FM's a thing of the past. Nobody has anymore. It's so old for <laughs> them that they don't even remember what it is. They're just like, man, there's a bunch of noise. Anyways, but, they, but they're listening to the fourth floor podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not getting it. They're hip enough. They're sitting there like, oh, did we miss a signal in FN? We should go find. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It, yeah, if they're hipsters, they'll figure it out. That's oh yeah, if they're fair. hipsters, they'll get it. The, yeah, basically, somebody's out there with a, a phonophone. Um, <laughs> yeah, one one really cool person's out there with a phonophone um, and a fedora. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, true, yeah, alien fedora, and then uh, I guess the ones and zeros are represented by uh, 
the shifting not the frequency but just shifting the rate at 10 bits per second so that's what they that's where mm. you go bip or versus not bip and it mm. was less than three minutes long so which is neat there's a lot of oomph 450 kilowatts for three minutes some birds come and they want that to go twenty five thousand light years yeah exactly uh so i mean assuming that there's nothing of diminished energy between then and here to be confused on this frequency but i mean it was a thing to do right. it's a proof of concept so that's cool so that yeah. was that whole thing that's a lot of fun <laughs> that was a lot of fun that's silly and it looks like it could be a christmas sweater though <laughs> oh my like, gosh that that must exist already it must exist and if it doesn't uh, but, I'm gonna make but it it's that's a really cool idea oh yeah for sure um and then we discovered the first binary pulsar in the same year to confirm uh, einstein's general relativity the same year we cool. sent the uh this the uh the message in 74 um and then after that um which is great because you know he uh we're still trying to catch up on his homework, but he's still right. Um, and then following that, the the building blocks of life were actually found in molecular clouds and other galaxies, which mm-hmm. is neat. Yeah. So we found the similar building blocks that we sent out to this. So they're just going to think it's nice. like, okay, cool. They can read. Now what? Um, <laughs> yeah. We prefer, we produced the first real map of Venus before finding an exoplanet before later, actually later that year, we found an exoplanet orbiting a pulsar right basically just the first rave planet big rave yes these were the <laughs> could you imagine it being in the beam too just ouch 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 oh, absolutely. <laughs> ouch, ouch. <laughs> it'd be hard to dance to yeah that's that's funny that i think those were the first uh confirmed exoplanets were those like using pulsar timings and yeah mm. fl- yeah finding finding an exoplanet around a pulsar it's like okay well this is <laughs> this planet's like Definitely not in the category of like, ooh, is there aliens? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, is there aliens? Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they did, uh, then they figured out that one specific place, this is many years later, but they found out that uh, it, it, there was an entire solar system there just raving, which is sweet. Um, and then in 2000, that solar system, but. Oh, yeah. That Maybe they're into it. Oh, no nighttime, only rave now. <laughs> Um, in 2008, um, many years later, uh, it found a triple near earth asteroid group. So skimming by, but there was mm-hmm. three of them buckshot. Oh, oh that's so that this, so this really big, great. this big radio telescope is also peeking out. Oh yeah. Asteroids. It near peeks earth out asteroids. asteroids. It helped Actually, to make really good at it too. So good at it. It also helped uh, make 3d, the first 3d images for it, which I didn't mm-hmm. mention, but, uh, so they they helped do uh, do some radio stuff and some infrared stuff to start making like maps of asteroids to, to start taking pictures of them, which look really cool. Uh, they have a couple on their site uh, that you can check out. Um, they took part in the very long baseline interferometry to find the distance to Pleiades in 2014, which is neat. So oh, okay, yeah. So they, they also like multiple uh, radio telescopes that weren't mm-hmm. necessarily built to be in an array is yeah that right yeah exactly yeah so yeah, uh this is the whole signal. yeah yeah this is the whole uh across the world linking thing but it wasn't the same as the it wasn't the same scale as the event horizon telescope right but it also yeah it also took part in many many of those in between that time That's which awesome. is when you think about it, it this is this is a landmark 
that should stick around because of that. It's such a huge VLBI telescope that like that space has a gigantic telescope to take advantage of. So it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge tool to keep around. Um, And then in 2016, they found the first ever fast radio burst. So they argued about the fine structure constant for two years following that under the basis of, of their fast radios and then found a repeating fast radio burst later on, which I thought was neat. I don't remember them actually ever discussing that they found a, an FRB, but uh, they did find an FRB Mm. that they feel like confirming. Um, Yeah. And obviously it did so much more than that, but uh, the Arecibo telescope um, contributed a whole bunch. So, there's obviously a huge argument for it to stick around. And I mean, where else are you going to build a gigantic telescope in a, in a sinkhole? Well, and another, yeah. And another thing about that, like right now it's, it's gone. And so it's kind of made this vacuum of what is going to replace it because like it has a list of achievements and there is quite a lot of radio astronomy to be done. And with this behemoth taken out, is it just fast doing all of its searching now? No, no, no. We've actually been building other radio telescopes to kind of share the load. And hmm. especially once it gets rebuilt, it'll it'll help out with um, more baseline arrays. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so, um, that'll be good. Yeah. And the people of Puerto Rico absolutely love this thing. Like... Uh, Apparently, it's oh, a huge symbol yeah. of like community and working together, and it's awesome. a lot of science there too. So to <laughs> like so great, but yeah. Well, yeah. and and it's they're really lucky. It is a radio telescope, so it's not like it's that hard to build. Because yeah, like, it's not like a precision instrument. Yeah, they when they first build it, built it, they were looking at large wavelengths, and the way, especially in astronomy, you want to measure the signal is you need a reflective surface and reflective surfaces are only reflective if they're smooth to the scale with which you're trying to look at. So a mirror works because it is smooth to the nanometer sizes that visible light is, but a radio telescope, like 21 centimeter lines, you know, 21 centimeters. So you Mm -hmm. just need something with bumps smaller than 21 centimeters. So the first way they built it, they just threw like graded fence, <laughs> right. draped it down a mountain and we're like, okay, we're good. And then when they're like, Oh, well maybe we should make it a bit better. So they threw chicken wire on top of it. And, <laughs> and then eventually they kept adding like smaller and smaller stuff until it became that big pile of concrete that killed Sean Bean. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, now obviously they're going to probably start with the concrete because they've they've done all the fence stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to start with concrete now. But, you know, it's I do love that as a theorist, I think it's very easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like a solution for concrete. I do like I do like how they just it's just there to hold the stuff. Like it's just there. The concrete's there to just uh, structurally support the shape. Yeah, right. and I can also imagine a bunch of just you know farmers giving up their chicken fence f- for no reason, like just sort of well, not for no reason for the telescope. I just see some like dudes just crushing some beers and throwing their telescope in there. Like, just a bunch of chickens around. 
Yeah. Well, I think before they covered it in concrete, there's a lot of pictures of people that you just be able to walk underneath it and the sun was shining on you. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, yeah. Go, whatever. They're like plants and everything, pathways. and Yeah, it looks super cool in the basin of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of pictures after the 2018 thing. Uh, there's a bunch of pictures of what the basin looked like. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's to be sweet. A really cool thing to go and visit. Uh, oh yeah, I would actually love that as like a field trip to go out there. Also, great weather and just like yeah, go poke around, go see Dude, what's under. Someday, it. yeah, fourth floor field trip. Oh yeah, that'd be so great. And assuming <laughs> you go to Puerto Rico, that'd be wicked good. Yeah, oh, man, that'd be so that'd be so sweet after this after all them vaccines come out. Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah, and and enough people take them. Yeah, 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 and we give it some time to yeah to 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 work yeah, make yeah. that curve go flat um i think that they've got they're they're just going to rebuild the telescope they don't want to they don't want to replace it mm-hmm. uh with a different telescope but i hope that it's just going to end up being exactly what they had done in 2018 so in 2018 when um after the hurricane incident um it went through the uh, one of the antennas, because there's a bunch under the platform, fell and then punctured the, um, actually punctured the basin. And so they did some repairs following that. But because they had done repairs, it actually uh, made the telescope quite a bit better. They were able to work on some stuff that was otherwise um, not up to par. So after that, and then then they uh, then they did some really cool research. Um, so let's hope it's one of those things. Let's hope that it'll, it'll come out to be a, uh, like a, it benefits more future research, obviously. And, and it actually mm-hmm. improves the telescope in 95. They went from, I think it was like 420 Watts to a million. They were able to output. So Ooh, that's cool. so much larger than the 450 kilowatt message they sent out originally. So I think that, I think that's the intention they want to do. I don't know how far $8 million will get them, but, uh, Let's pray that uh, it's enough to do some really cool stuff. For me personally, I really like FRBs. I think they're you know, those fast radio bursts. They're so much uh, fun and interesting to to work on. And having something that's was it three hundred and something meters in diameter, like just stupid big, really mm-hmm. helps. And you know, I think we we've got a an episode on chime that we want to do. And yeah, I really want to do that. <laughs> yeah, because that's a radio telescope in Canada, and it's just nailing fast radio bursts. It's finding so many. It's finding so many that are repeating. But I say so many. We've I think there's only like a twenty or something like that. Like there's only a couple dozen sources, and you can't really know what they are with only twenty four sources, right? Like you need oh, yeah. you need more. So it's having this giant telescope really helps in in our search for them um but we'll we'll talk more about those in that chime episode because chime is just a beast for these sweet okay i'm excited because i'm also excited to talk about chime like like just like it's crazy shape and sort of how it detects stuff um yeah it's it's gonna be a lot of fun reason nobody can buy gpus it's (laughs) uh (laughs) well uh It's yeah. very topical. Um, <laughs> I actually went there. <laughs> I remember going there. Right, and, you did. Uh, 
yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll talk about share the photos. We'll, we'll talk about that another time for sure. For sure. But yeah, um, another great. thing to kind of talk about is we did we did mention this this very large uh, baseline interferometry, mm-hmm. but that is the same concept that gave us the picture of the black hole. Is you oh, use yeah. every telescope and radio just works better because it's so big and the errors on it are small relative to, so it's easier to put them together. And, you know, this was a huge telescope. It was so helpful in these very large, you know, these baseline arrays and, you know, having it rebuilt definitely kind of builds, you know, puts that an extra little cog in the, in the gear for those. Yeah. So that we and can maybe look at more black holes. And they just do some hand wavy business, some, some quantum, some quantum hand wavy stuff, get that, <laughs> that signals lined up, big, big old strong image, right? That's how it works. Yeah. Works yeah. really good. Works really good. That, that was actually really cool. Um, it's cool mm-hmm. to be alive in that time too. Like to be alive at any of these times where they're doing like taking a picture of the black hole at the center of the galaxy that, that you live in is nuts. Mm-hmm. That thing's so far away. And yeah. scared by a whole bunch of other stuff, but and 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 it's not only that, but like we also we talked about how it's able to take pictures of asteroids. SETI was one of the best things for mapping the asteroid belt to figure out, hey, mm-hmm. are any of these actually going to come and and say hello in a very okay. violent way? And you know, you you take out a three hundred and fifty meter eyeball, you're you can't quite see as good. Oh yeah, <laughs> which to me is is important. <laughs> oh yeah, and I wonder how the future of that's going to go, too, because we want to do um, interferometry in space now. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's also ones where we're going to connect to uh, telescopes that are only on Earth. Mm-hmm. So you just have, you do very long baseline arrays where you have two telescopes, and Earth is in the center, and we just. Uh, hang out in two uh, zones so we could do that um but yeah we'll go over that later maybe we can talk marcus into hanging out and if i declare it here he'll actually do it right um, yeah let's, let's send him <laughs> yeah, like, hey, okay, we'll now we're committed that, yeah, that yeah. thing you wrote a paper on and, and know so much about oh yeah. i'm excited yeah, yeah when i was in school his uh his picture was hanging above our study wall on the fourth oh, floor so, yeah 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 so he was sitting there fourth like uh, famous he was like the fourth floor <laughs> portrait of Jesus that's above like your mantle, <laughs> right? Like your Mima's mantle. He's just there yeah. being Jesus. Yeah, we got yeah, to just to give you hope. See, you can do things yeah, if you study him. Yeah, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, very inspiring, very big, inspiring times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like. I mean, uh, to sum up, I think, uh, I hope, you know, I hope uh, they don't necessarily choose to end um, Arecibo. I keep finding like in and out articles of them saying that they do, there's the potential to actually close Arecibo, but um, I think it's, you know, I think everyone can, can agree. It's not only done a lot of really cool stuff, but it's super essential for VLBI and other future projects. Also, wouldn't it be sweet it, to do like a, like a co-op there or something, like to work there for a bit? I think, yeah, though, that would be, yeah. I mean, at any telescope you can get a co-op in as an astronomer is just wicked good. But you get one with yeah. the, the history of SETI. 
I think oh, yeah. I think you're just nerding out the whole time. Like I don't know if you can even <laughs> call that work, right? Like that's just, <laughs> that's just straight. Oh man, today I'm just I, happy to be I, here. I, I beam a, a planet with a hello message, right? Like hello world, but to a planet. And so. obviously, I think the thing we really care about is is working at the place that was on a James Bond movie. Right. Yeah, I would. Right. That's I would try to get a picture of me standing where Sean Bean died. <laughs> this is it. Just it's like I got a chalk outline of his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dress up as Sean Bean and like just die there. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah right. I, I do. I do really think they will rebuild it, and it's because, uh, like we mentioned before, the public interest of uh, Puerto Ricans is huge for this telescope. It had a whole bunch of private interests from many different sources. So I don't know. I think, I think it's, I really do hope they, they go through with it and they, they put it back in. It is, you know, as much as I always laugh that it, all it does is search for aliens. Um, <laughs> uh, it is, an, it is, it does do in, well, I don't want to say like more important things, but it does do really good science and, you know, to take that away, because you didn't want to spend money to fix a cable is oh, yeah. frustrating. Yeah, it's it, it, like I said, like up at the top, like it was, it's not a very like precision, like high tech piece of equipment. Right. No. It's, and, and I think we were talking the other day about like how it actually measures its signal. Um, it's, it's just hanging in a Valley. So you're not going to tip the mountains to make it look other places. It just, I put a signal straight up. And so what they had is the very top bit, your secondary mirror just moves around a focal point, uh, like a focal mm-hmm. plane to f- yeah. like, just look at different areas. And like, that's so cool. The only there's, um, there's that mercury, um, oh, yeah, yeah. the spinning mercury observatory in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They have something similar where it, right. you know, you can't tip it because yeah, it, it, it changes shape. So mm-hmm. it just has a focal wow. plane and you just kind of move your secondary mirror around the focal plane to look at different areas. Um, when we talk about Chime, we'll talk about how that crazy beast does the same thing, but yeah. in a different way that's blows my mind every time I try yeah, to think about totally. it. Totally. <laughs> no, um, I think if we, can, uh, if we can afford to keep uh, the DAO and the DRAO open when they're basically made of like like uh put together with like old beer cans and stuff (laughs) like if anyone's actually seen the dao which i deeply respect and have used um it's like it does look like it's made from it looks like someone um because they are weights just like took their weight bench cut the (laughs) the barbell in half and uh just like like just welded it on Right, oh, you're talking right. about like the counterweights on it? Yeah, or the like, counterweights are like legitimate yeah. gym weights. Yeah. <laughs> they just like cut the bar in half. They're like, I'm never going to use this. Oh, I'm, sure, a, I'm yeah. a nerd. And well, then and just like To be fair, off. that one's 100 years old. So it should look like every generation yeah. has tacked different stuff on it. Yeah, and it, it really does. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's like been patched together for 100 years. Oh, yeah. They um, took their older siblings' weights and just like put it right on there. Same thing for the DRAO too. They've got like uh, a building, basically not unlike the DAO, where there's old, really cool old stuff tucked in the basement. There's really cool old stuff tucked in the uh, um, tucked in uh, an entire building. It's actually a huge building dedicated to like their legacy equipment. 
and it looks so cool. It's all steampunky, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, some, of the, I mean, Chime's a little newer now, but uh, but yeah, I mean, got a reason to keep doing science stuff. I wonder if the Arecibo telescope, uh, because there's another, there's a there's a 12 meter uh, radio telescope that's beside it. Um, I wonder uh, if they're... yeah, yeah, right. That should be huge. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the DAOs there. And then there's the McKellar, which is like uh, done, arguably done some cooler things. Totally like not totally different device, but it has different properties and it is a different device. But then it's like the uh, the Rask People's Telescope compared to the DAO. It's like this mm-hmm. uh, tiny little. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a less than I don't know what it was, eighty millimeters across, and the other things huge. Yeah, several tons. <laughs> so well, yeah, I think it's. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say another another thing that I wanted to mention about getting Arecibo back up and running is it's a radio telescope, so it's not bound by nighttime and daytime. Yeah. So you can actually have two teams. So that just gives more job opportunities for astronomers and for co-ops, right? Yeah, twenty-four mm-hmm. sev astronomy, right? That's that's a that's a good bonus. That's true. As, that's right. <laughs> as people in the field who really want jobs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a night shift there. That's great. Oh, yeah. well, sorry, rather that uh, a day shift. A day shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's smart. So true that. Well, uh, for me, that that uh, that about wraps up the Arecibo thing. But you know, as tragic as it was, I'm glad that it has a lot of potential to bounce back, just like before. And and it does have a it does have a good legacy. So it will be sad and all if they don't go through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, it is not the best radio telescope in the world. Even when it was the biggest, it still wasn't the best. Um, or, you know, it's the biggest single dish, I should say, because we can do baseline arrays. And so you can just put a whole bunch of little telescopes, you know, all over a square, yeah, yeah, (laughs) all over a square kilometer area and win, um, turns out kind of cheating, but what can you do? Um, and so this telescope, while not being the best for the biggest, it still does and still did quite a, uh, well, it doesn't anymore, but it still did quite a lot of really important science. Um, that's, you know, it, it's, it's got a good history. So even if they did decide to retire it, which would be a shame, at least, you know, it, it, it did good. It's like it the little, good. that it little did meme. Good. Did I, was I a good space you know, telescope? Yeah. You're one of the best. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we've got more Sean Beans to kill because there's going to be a, a remake. There'll always be more Sean Beans to kill. There'll <laughs> always be. All right. Sean. Okay. All right. Let's let's uh, wrap wrap this it up. Thing up. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys enjoyed us covering the Arecibo Telescope along with some of its accomplishments, as well as some of its lead acting roles in movies. Our website is still getting remodeled, uh, but you can still find future episodes of The Fourth Floor in the usual podcast places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc. And please feel free to also ask us any questions via our Reddit, Twitter, or Facebook pages so we can engage in discussions about all of your favorite astronomy topics. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hope to see you next time on The Fourth Floor.